Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright. The power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. We've got a great guest for you tonight, all the way from Vancouver, British Columbia. Anne Boulay is a speaker, author, and incredible life coach specializing in empowering women to find themselves. I think you're really going to love her. But before we bring out Anne, you know, I've been noticing some really amazing things happening in the world, and I wanted to bring them to your attention so that you can see what an amazing time that we are living on this planet. I saw in 2013 headlines that stated one million children joined Buddhist meditation events. In 2014, 100,000 Buddhist monks meditated for a better world. And then in 2015, 5,000 schools in Thailand brought together over 1 million students again, meditating for world peace. Now, that reminded me of Wayne Dyer's book, Deliberate Creation, where he wrote that it only took 100,000 enlightened souls to come together and meditate in order to affect dramatic change in the world. And, you know, I believe he was absolutely correct because look what has happened. A massive, powerful awakening has manifested right before our eyes. Like, for example, in 2013, who would have guessed that the truth about chemotherapy and radiation would go mainstream and all the lies spewed by oncologists and pharmaceutical industry actually came out in the open? Even the American Cancer Society is admitting that chemo and radiation do not work. Do you realize how many lives have been saved just in the last few years because all of this information that is coming to the forefront and people have started to refuse conventional cancer treatment. Even 92-year-old President Jimmy Carter healed himself of a brain tumor in just two months by smoking marijuana. And now GMOs have been banned by most countries. And even though our government is refusing to really address this issue, cities around the U.S. have started suing 
Monsanto for the pollution caused by water runoff. That is powerful. And for the first time ever, Congress has actually listened to studies about the harmful effects of chemtrails. That's right. For Congress to even look at this subject and admitting that, in fact, chemtrails are indeed dangerous to the survival of the U.S. citizens is amazing. More and more whistleblowers from the heads of the pharmaceuticals to the military industrial complex to medical doctors admitting that not only are vaccinations dangerous for everyone, including Gardasol that is given to teenage girls, but they're also revealing that AIDS is a non-sexually transmitted disease because it's an autoimmune deficiency. An autoimmune deficiency is not transmittable. And many cities are now refusing to treat their municipal water supply with fluoride. Oh, I never thought I'd see the day. We're actually seeing even our old enemies of the U.S. become our allies, such as Vladimir Putin. And I do credit Putin for actually preventing World War III. Just recently, he has stopped the regime change in Syria that the U.S. has been pushing for. This is a very, very exciting time. And the amount of information that the universe is sending to us means that it's time that we sit up and pay attention because it's all good. Had we just put our head in the sand and not heard the messages that we were supposed to hear, change could not have occurred. Sometimes just being aware will show us that what we don't want is just what we need to hear in order to create what we do want. I'm so grateful for 2015 and I know in my heart, oh my goodness, 2016 is going to be so wonderful and that finally permanent changes will take effect and peace will be expanded throughout the world. I want to personally thank all of you who didn't put your head in the sand and who allowed the universe to flow this information to you because you are the ones through your brilliant mind and actions that created positive change globally. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now let's take a fast break and we'll be right back with Anne. The incredible, magnificent Law of Attraction Cruise of a Lifetime is taking place on March 6th through 10th, 2016, featuring New York Times best-selling Law of Attraction author Pam Grout and featuring Michael Perlman, MD of Law of Attraction Journaling and best-selling and award-winning wealth author Richard Harper along with our own beautiful and dynamic speaker, Constance Arnold, will be on board as well. Don't forget Gary Temple Bodley, who channels Joshua, will be on board, and you will be able to have direct interactions with Joshua. 
And then there's the Champagne Living Dream Coach, Cassie Parks, as well as me, Jules Johnson. This is a powerful cruise and it's happening during the week of the total solar eclipse in Pisces, which is ruler of the water, which means that which you shine a light on will shift almost effortlessly. So what are you waiting for? This is your chance to finally change your life in profound ways. Go to LOARadioNetwork.com and sign up today. There's still cabins available, but the rates will increase weekly. Need a cabin mate? No worries. We have like-minded individuals for you to room with. Take this time and invest in yourself. You will be so happy you did. Go to LOA radionetwork.com see you on board okay we are back don't forget about our free mobile apps for law of attraction radio network as well as the free apps for law of attraction magazine just go to loaradionetwork.com and click on the apps and it's going to deliver you right to the place where you can install both of the apps so now let's talk to Anne Boulay, who is a graduate speaker from Dove Baron International Authentic Speaker Academy for Leadership. She is an internationally accredited emotional intelligence life coach from the International Coaching Federation. And she's also a member of the Certified Coaches Alliance. And she's coming to us all the way from Vancouver, BC, and I'm delighted that we connected. I think she has so much to offer those who feel lost and who feel like they're not connected and they don't have a purpose in life. Welcome, Anne, to Love Attraction Talk Radio. It is a thrill to have you on my show all the way from Canada. Where in Canada are you? I am located in Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank oh, you so much for having me on your show. It's an honor and a privilege. Oh, it's great to have you here. Is it cold up there? Actually, today is sunny. People usually call Vancouver Raincouver, but today we have beautiful sunshine, which is like shining above the mountains, and it's they're snow capped right now. It's just oh. breathtaking. Oh, wow. Wow. You it sounds like you're living in paradise. How wonderful. Well, let's start um, talking about this uh, holiday season and everyone, especially women, are feeling overwhelmed with getting everything done for families and friends, even if they're professional or stay-at-home moms. It's, it's like this overwhelmment can hit you like a waves of depression or anger and we just feel like we're just going to crack by getting everything done do you know what I'm talking about I do know I used to be the old me really yes oh the, the normal normal oh tell us about that tell us give us some of your background and how you got to be this wonderful life coach and uh, speaker and author, how you became aware of all of this that affects, oh gosh, everyone on the planet? <laughs> well, um, I was born in Quebec, uh, mm -hmm. speaking French, 
and uh, I there was like two TV channels, uh, both in French, and uh, the only English that I saw was in the back of a shampoo bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and what I wanted to do was to explore. And I down the road, I went to university and I met a Chinese national and I moved to Shanghai and Hong Kong. Three kids came. Uh, my husband at the time was very career driven, very high status and trying in between trying to be like the perfect mom mm. to three children, the perfect daughter to mm. my parents, mm. the perfect sister to my brothers and other uh, other sisters. And of course, trying to be the perfect arm candy to, <laughs> to uh, yes, I have to say that one. Um, I was trying to learn to speak a language, the language while I was there. And while trying to be all these things, while trying to please mm -hmm. all these people, trying to become what I thought they wanted me to be, instead of taking care of me, Mm. I ended up overwhelmed and losing me in the process. And this is what is happening to many women out there. We try so hard to meet the standards of society, the standards of our partners, the standards of our parents, siblings, friends, colleagues, that nowhere in there or very little that we spend the time asking ourselves, what do I need right now for me? Yes, we kind of forget about ourselves, our needs. Why is that? Because I believe, this is my belief, that's my truth, that um, in my case, I was born to to obey to do what i was told mm -hmm. i was not uh i was not to question i was not to uh even figure out explore what i needed or wanted in life i was to follow expectations and these things are fine when we are small children because we do need guidance however if at some point we don't create a new normal, which is taking care of ourselves and taking care of our needs, then we just go through life looking into the eyes of everybody else to tell us, please tell me, what am I supposed to do right now? What am I supposed to be right now? Wow. I know that uh, the audience is identifying with every word you are saying absolutely and you're absolutely correct that's how we were all taught um, if we were going to be considered to be good daughters or good wives we had to do for others and forget about ourselves very, very powerful. Very powerful. So how did you get yourself out of feeling that way? 
I'm jumping to it because <laughs> let me tell you, I mean, let, let's let's get to the nitty gritty here. We're all <laughs> suffering from this. But before, you know, before we even get to the answers, do men feel this way or is it just um, a women? What What is your thought thoughts on that? I believe that we are all human beings Mm -hmm. and we all have a heart and we all have feelings and emotions, men and women alike. It is my experience that men and women, when we feel safe to do so, when the environment is safe for us to express ourselves and be ourselves, it is amazing how men and women alike open up and share openly their feelings and emotions. So yes, men feel the same way. They feel that same pressure to perform. So in order for us to even um, admit that we're, overwhelmed men and women we have to feel safe at the moment or is that not it it is ah okay let's just look at it for all right second what is overwhelmed i know that when i used to be overwhelmed is because they i had too many tasks mm-hmm. on my list mm-hmm. i felt that i could not perform them well enough but to whose standards? Usually overwhelmed with me at least was associated with the need for perfection. I had to do it right, whatever that meant. Mm -hmm. Instead of just being in the moment and enjoying the ride. Hmm. So we have to enjoy or being in the moment. And that means disregarding our negative thoughts. Not disregarding them. Having compassion. Ah. It's having compassion for ourselves. The reason we go in overwhelm is often is because we want to please. Mm-hmm. And we think that if we don't do it the perfect way, the way the other person wants us to, then somehow we're not lovable or we're not good enough. Mm-hmm. But where does that come from? In that moment, when we have these thoughts, I believe that we're not loving ourselves. We're not having compassion for ourselves. Otherwise, if we had compassion, we would just go and say, hey, it's okay. I'm not supposed to know everything. It's okay not knowing. I will figure it out along the way. And that gives us some room to breathe and actually enjoy the ride. So is that the healthy way for women to feel about life? Is the first and most important thing is to have compassion about us and, and getting us to the place where we need to feel Joy, I mean, tell us what is, how are we supposed to be feeling about everyday life? I used to to read 
a lot and, and I see it on Facebook every day and on other social media, Twitter and all that. It's like, life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. Love life. Enjoy life. And when you stomp your toes, you know, on that corner of the bed in the morning and some magical words come out. <laughs> It's hard in that moment to feel that, oh, life is beautiful. (laughs) That's right. So a sense of humor definitely, definitely helps. Life is beautiful. But beautiful does not mean that it's all sunny all the time. Um, I, I, you know, for me, I used to believe that uh, a beautiful life was a life that had no hardship. No heartbreak, no sadness, no anger. I was living at the uh, polls and very delusional, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But what I've learned is that life is a whole bunch of things. It's, It's a whole bunch of moments stringed together. And uh, for women and men, it's about accepting and being in that moment. You know that saying that everything shall pass? Yeah. It does. It does. The reason why it doesn't pass is because we cling on to it. Yeah. And we want to be right. And we just, we want retribution. And we want rebuttal. And we want to, to, to express ourselves. And we just cling to those moments. And we don't let them go. So we keep repeating them over and over. But when we learn to take life in strides and letting go, and having compassion for whatever is going on in our life, then life becomes much, much easier, and it becomes a beautiful life. Mm. So we need to realize that we don't have to remain stuck in our frustration or our depression or anger. We can move forward and and understand that good and bad happens. We we just need to get through it. So take us through. Uh, you have a process that you use with your clients um, on how to relieve some of these feelings. Can you share some of those with us? Of course. If it's a, a belief, the the um, first to change our life, mm-hmm. it's a decision. We have to make that decision. And uh, it's a choice. And then we have to, to become committed to digging. And the difference between um, commitment and interest is, um, have you ever been on the, as a kid on a diving board and, and 20, looking 20 feet down? <laughs> and, and you stand at the edge and you say, oh, maybe I'll do it today. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe I'll just crawl back wherever I came from. Yeah. Um, interested is you stand on the diving board and you don't dive. Committed, you get to feel the water. You get to scream, maybe all the way down. <laughs> but you enjoy, you, you get to do it. And, and we, we grow through, through that. So that commitment the way it shows up when we want to challenge, we make the choice of challenging a core belief is the first question that we must ask ourselves: is, is it true? Mm. For example, I am angry right now. Is it true? Yes. Is it 
always true. No. Mm. No. Very hard to remove our like to 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 because the way the mind works is that it's always like always never all nothing everything. These words, they're killers. They're killers. They keep us stuck. So if there's one tip that I would tell the audience today, pay attention to what you say. How many times a day do you use always, never, everything? For example, if you have a mom who uh, get, is annoyed because the child for the hundredth of time let the shoes in the hallway, are you always put your shoes there? But is that true? No, but the child associates the always with a behavior and they grow up being stuck the same way. That he's got always to be right. He's got always to be perfect. The shoes always have to be a certain place. So once you challenge that belief, is it true? Is it always true? Then I would ask the audience, what would your life be like? If you didn't have that belief, what would it look like? They would say, well, it's magical. I would be so happy and fulfilled and joyful. What would it take for you to let go of that belief? Mm. And what are you willing to replace it with? And then they would create, for example, if the belief is I am not good enough, they will say, well, I am good enough. They will say, okay, I am good enough. How will, would that show up in your life? What can you do today, right now, to be, to feel good enough about yourself? And then the client might say, well, I can um, take time for myself. When I take a bath, I, I, I can lock the door so my kids um, don't come in and disrupt me. I can uh, go for a coffee by myself. I can uh, call my friend and go to lunch. Whatever it is, then I would ask the client to have like specific goals that are measurable and that they can go back and actually measure their success. Life is about progress. It's about embracing our progress. It's a journey. Mm. Definitely. I love this. So you're saying uh, to first commit to change, then challenge what you're saying to yourself. That's really making you miserable and staying stuck. And then to... Um, have goals that you can measure so that you can see your project, a process or progress, I should say. Correct. Correct. Wow. Is there any more on that? That is, those are very, very powerful. How, how do we, we're going to really measure um, the success of this process by how we're feeling. Is that correct? Yes, definitely. As uh, the our feelings is it's uh, it's who we are. Uh -huh. It is. Um, it tells us 
when we're happy, it tells us that we're doing well. When we're sad, angry, depressed, resentful, it tells us that something is, is not right in our life. Our feelings are there. They're like the, the, the road signs. Sharp turn ahead, slow down, uh, mm-hmm. speed up. It's, it's, our feelings are there to, to, to guide us on, on what we want to accomplish in our life. And when, when we feel in this place of being um, less depression, less anger, more happiness, I mean, it goes into waves, but if we could get into that better feeling place, then everyone around us will start feeling less stress on the way that we feel. I agree. I agree. It's a, it's a question of resonance, like mm. attract like. If... Uh, you know, my clients often ask me, like, how will I know if I have changed? Well, I said, first, your environment will change. Um, the people around you will be, if you're happier, the people around you will be happier. For example, I would challenge your audience to, to go on the street and to smile at five random people, like a genuine smile, and say hello. There might be a person who will look at them a bit weird, and but yeah. there will be someone who will be like there will be like a shock on their face, and and they will be their face will beam up and say hi back, because in that moment they were seen, um. and and that alone when they're uplifted, you walk away and you have a little bit more spring in your step. Because, oh, that's so good. Because you made somebody else happier just by being you just Mm -hmm. by being you the more we are who we were born to be without trying to please others without trying to become what we think other people want us to be the more we embrace ourselves the good the bad and the ugly there is no perfection in this world let's face it yeah then we become happy peaceful, balanced. We look in the mirror in the morning and we realize that we are living our life for ourselves. And as we do so, the people around us, they open up, they brighten up. They don't know what's going on, but they're loving it too. Mm-hmm. So the key words you just said, peaceful and balanced, that's what we're trying to obtain. Not necessarily happiness all the time because that will surely lead us back into frustration and depression because we can't be happy all the time. So what we need to be stressing or looking for in life is that feeling of peacefulness, of being balanced, being okay with who we are, the good, the bad, and the ugly, just like we you said. It is. It is. You said it right. Um, a lot of a lot of us, at least I used to believe that that balance meant that 
um, there was no pain in my life. Like I, I had, they, it would be all happiness. Balance to me equal, like absolute hundred percent happiness. But it doesn't work like like that. Life throws us curveballs, uh-huh. and balance. We all stumble. There are all things that happen, whether like a partner is sick or a child, a parent gets sick or there's a car accident or somebody loses their job, uh, uh, you know, a, a house burns down. There's all kinds of traumas that happen out there. And the balance is when we find the strengths within ourselves that, yes, I can fall on my knees, but I am good enough. And I know who I am and I love who I am. Then we get back up and we keep walking. So balance has a lot to do with how fast am I going to get back up and keep walking. Wow, this is so powerful. And it explains life. It's like, you know, in the law of attraction, we're always striving to get to that place where we can always be happy and wealthy and beautiful and we're manifesting all of this. But you're the first person to come on to my show and say, wait, hold on. Really what we want is to feel peace and to feel balanced. That is what life is all about. I have, um, I have firsthand experience in this. Oh, I, I grew up dirt poor, dirt mm. poor. Um, we were six children. Um, there was not much to eat. Um, you know, not, not, not many clothes to wear. And uh, there's a stigma attached to that. The stigma of there was like emotional poverty and there was financial poverty. Mm-hmm. And growing up, I promised myself that no matter what, I would not end up like that. So I went, I entered university at 16 and I got three degrees back to back in three different fields. And even that did not make me happy. So I continued. I got married. I built a white picket fence. (laughs) I had children and I was very fortunate. Um, We were very wealthy financially. And guess what? I still went to bed at night with that huge emotional hole, wondering who will be there for me. Mm-hmm. So I had both ends, the poverty and the wealth. And I still was not happy because mm-hmm. I did not have me. Mm-hmm. I was lost in the process. I was lost for me. Happiness equals making others happy. Mm-hmm. Now, happiness is about making me happy. It's my responsibility to make mm-hmm. me happy. And as I make me happy, then I have peace. I have balance. And I have wealth and success. And I have abundance beyond measure. That is beautiful. Now, um, this really brings a lot of clarity. A lot of clarity um, as to what everyone is feeling today and what we're lacking. So truly what we want to manifest in our life is not necessarily the money, which is nice and not not all the goodies. 
but and not so much that people are going to be miserable around us. We want to make them happy with us, but it's more important that we find it within ourselves to be peaceful and just to accept life on life's terms. I agree. Like, um, you know, when, when, um, I'm not talking for everybody. I'll just speak for myself. Uh, when I had all this wealth, I was so busy chasing money and social recognition that I wasn't present, emotionally present for my children the way that I needed to be. Mm. And as I changed me, as I committed to me and made all those changes and changed my core beliefs, now, like when my daughter comes home from university and she hugs me, it means the world to me because mm-hmm. she's so present it's like time stops and all that matters is how i feel and how i make her feel life we remember people not because of of what they have but because of how they made us feel that's what it's truly important how do we feel about ourselves and how do we make others feel around us this is what we take with us as we get older as we get older it's not about the accumula- accumulation of of the physical you know material things mm-hmm. it's about relationships yeah more and more as we get older i do believe that it's more about who is in our life and the role that they play. Hmm. Wow, this is great. This is really good information. Um, so as a life coach, how what do you do to take a person through? I mean, how long does it take? for uh, a person to get to the place. I know, you know, I always say this, a coach can help you almost immediately see what it is that you are not seeing. It's like they have this, they're outside, they step out, they're outside of you so they can actually see and know what's going on. So with you and how you coach people, how long does it take? What do you what are the steps that you take them through? Well, a coach is good because um, we are not emotionally involved. In the oh, sense good. that when somebody is stuck, they're stuck and there's a lot of emotions. There might be anger, sadness, resentment, all these things. Are, are so therefore the person is is less able to see their blind spots mm-hmm. so a coach is good because that's what i do i will point i will help the client identify explore the blind spots and then the client gets to decide which blind spots they're going to work on so it's all a matter when you say how long does it take i would look at the persons and say how committed are you to your Ooh. own growth? Mm-hmm. Most people are used, they want, they want to be taken by the hand and poof, and everything is fixed. 
yeah. It doesn't the magic work. bullet. Yeah. The magic bullet. <laughs> especially because I specialize in emotional intelligence. So I have clients who say, well, if I come see you for a contract, like eight sessions, uh, am I going to, am I good after? And I say, how old are you? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm 43. Well, you've had 43 years of this stuff. Do you really think it's going to be fixed that quickly? And but when a person is committed, however, having said that, miracles happen. Lives, they, they turn around. When a person, some like my mentor asked me the other day, and even for me, it clicked deeply. He said, what if you invest in yourself the same amount of time and effort that you spend thinking about other people? Mm. What will your life be like? And I went, holy cow, I'm going to move mountains. <laughs> 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 but but here's here's the the question that comes back how do you stop thinking about others we don't we don't stop about we don't stop thinking about others we are relational beings uh-huh. we 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 have feelings like we're we're not living in a cave by ourselves we we live in a society the key question is how can I honor myself while honoring others? Mm. I read a quote, I read a question the other day and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And the question was, when I say yes to others, am I saying no to myself? Mm. If I'm saying no to myself, then I'm not honoring me then I need to honor me first so I can honor others. So that's, that's why the, um, be like kindness always trumps over niceness. Ah. Be kind to ourselves, not nice. Oh, that's a powerful statement right there. It is because kindness is about kindness as, see, let's take an example, because many of my clients, they ask, well, what's the difference between being kind and being nice? Let's say um, you, you, your best friend invites you for dinner, and the best friend wants to eat uh, sushi, but you're not in the mood for sushi, but you give in because you don't want to upset the other person. In that moment, mm-hmm. you're being nice. But are you recognizing your own needs, your own wants? No. It's about the other person. Kindness, on the other hand, you would say to the friend, to, the, to your best friend, you would say, okay, I can have sushi tonight. I'm not really in the mood for it, but I can do it. However, next time, I get to choose the place. Then both people are honored. Ah. In our life. We have been taught, remember when we were young, be nice, be nice uh-huh. to your brother, be nice to your sister, be nice. Very rarely do we hear, be kind. Mm-hmm. If children were brought up saying, be kind, I do believe the world would change overnight. Because that's teaching them to honor themselves as well as the other person. Yes, honor 
That is that is so well put. I love that. I love that. That's hitting really to the nitty gritty here. Wow. So you are an expert in relationships, in getting along with people, in teaching people to honor themselves. Would is that a correct assumption? Well, I'm I'm an expert in myself, which is <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I I specialize in emotional intelligence and Mm. basically it's the ability to be aware of our emotions and the emotions of others and how the the that awareness we manage how we manage ourselves and our relationships with others that's what I'm an expert in so basically I help people like me understand themselves why they do what they do so they can take different actions to create the results that they truly want in their life and you're teaching people to take responsibility for their emotions yes most people it will be a shocking discovery it was a shocking discovery to me (laughs) when i embarked (laughs) on that journey i was a huge victim Uh i i i blamed like for example when things did not go right i would say but that's his fault but that's her fault but but you don't understand let me explain (laughs) and i would go into explanation and justification and, and and so on and so forth. Uh, but at the basis of it was blame. I blamed a lot. And it was like, at the, but when we blame, we're not accountable. Mm-hmm. We, we release our responsibility. It's everybody's fault but our own. But we are the common denominator with everything we do. And that's a hard pill to swallow. For most of us, for example, I, 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 you know, I've had not so great boyfriends down the road and I used to think, but it's, it's them, it's them. But I was the one until I changed me, that I changed my resonance. Then I was able to attract better relationships, more fulfilling, more understanding, more compassionate, more loving, more caring. So it all starts from within. Uh-huh. And taking responsibility and not being the victim. In other words, you cannot have a peaceful or balanced life if you can't take responsibility for what you're thinking in your mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we are, when we take on the responsibility of our own heart beat, this is our body. This is our temple. This is our life. When we fully connect with that truth that we are all born to live our life for ourselves. And as we do so, the more we self-realize, we self-actualize, actually we become the joy that we want other people to have in their life. That's how it Mm. works. Mm. I agree. So let's let's go into another way because I want to 
fully understand and get the audience to understand being kind to another person. Now, you have a friend right now that is suffering from cancer. And you went out and did a remarkable, wonderful thing to show your support, which was to shave your head. (laughs) I did. (laughs) (laughs) So you're walking around, you know, without any hair and you're doing that in support. Okay. That's wonderful. How Are you doing that to please her or are you doing that to, what is the emotions behind that? Because this is very, very significant that I think all of us need to hear. Well, um, she, her name is uh, Annabelle Fisher and uh, she's a remarkable lady. She's a, a worldwide known EFT practitioner and business mentor. She just published a book called The Healing Game. And two months ago, she, um, I had written a blog because I'm a blogger, uh, and I had written a blog about taking care of ourselves. And I had injured my foot, and I had not gone to the doctor. And by the time I went to the doctor, I was limping. And then I stopped myself, and I thought, "Damn, I'm doing it again. I, I, I forgot about me." So I, I, then I asked myself, what I do is what I do. Where else am I not doing this? Oh my goodness. I haven't had a pap smear yet this year. I haven't had gone to the dentist. I, so I made all these appointments and I wrote a whole blog about it. I was very authentic, very open. So I'm not the only one who does this, who forgets to book the dentist appointment and the doctor's appointment and for, for their, for their annual checkup and all that. So she read it and she called me and she said, um, I, I, I have this pain in my stomach. I think I'm bloated, but I read your blog and, and you know what? I'm going to go see my doctor. So there it is, this, this 42 year old mm-hmm. woman who goes to the doctor thinking she ate something wrong and, and she, she has, uh, she's bloated and she calls me in tears hours later, she says, they're keeping me in. Uh, I, they don't know what's going on. I'm, I'm so scared. And, and the next day the verdict came out. She had stage four ovarian cancer and, uh, it had spread to, uh, her liver, uh, her spleen, uh, her stomach. Um, and, and this was this vibrant lady. And so they started doing aggressive chemo. Um, and her hair, and as many people know, who have gone through cancer, you don't lose your hair, just like one or two, it comes out in clumps. Mm -hmm. And so she was losing her hair. It was on her bed, on the floor, everywhere. And she, she called us, called me one day and she was like, everywhere I look, it reminds me of cancer. How, how do I, you know, how do I beat this? I, I'm going to shave my head. And uh, three of us, of her close friends, we said, oh, but honey, honey, you don't have to do this alone. We're going to go with you. And so we, we went together as a sign of solidarity, of unity, uh-huh. and we raised money for cancer research. We said that whoever donated $500 or more would get to shave the honor and privilege to shave our head. 
Uh, we raised close to 10 grand in one month, which is pretty cool. And, uh, and we went and I went through the, the, all these insecurities. Um, what will people think of me? What is my natural hair color? Uh, I haven't seen my hair color in decades. Uh, and it was like, will it ever grow back? And, uh, and my hair grew, grew back black and I was blonde. And I was like, what did that come from? I, I, did, I had no idea. And, and it has been very interesting, the um, people's reaction on the street. Because I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I, I think I'm funny. So <laughs> I'm very open <laughs> and friendly. And I've had people on the street, like one dude saw me when, and he was like, what's up with the hair? <laughs> and I looked at him and, my, and I said, uh, I just had a Britney Spears moment and I felt inspired. <laughs> and he walked away shaking his head thinking, what, what and, and you know, and then there was this, this, um, this other person who walked up to me very carefully introduced himself and said don't worry i just washed my hands and i looked at him so stunned i said what you don't wash them usually <laughs> <laughs> but the best one was in a coffee shop i was standing in line and the person placed their order and moved and they moved sideways and they looked up and they saw me. And as they saw me, they took a step away. And I thought to myself, oh, no, you didn't. And I took a step towards that person. And they took a step away. And I was like, oh, my, oh my God. He thinks I have cancer and that it's contagious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But in that moment, I need kindness. Instead of making that these people wrong and go like, yeah. Oh, look at them. How could they be that, that whatever? I just asked myself, like, what happened to them to be this way? Maybe they're having a bad moment. Maybe they're preoccupied. Maybe they have somebody in the hospital and, and maybe they're not even, maybe I just triggered them there. I reminded them of somebody else from their past. We never, and I can say never here. We never know exactly what someone is thinking. It's all perception. So, so you just you didn't take um, responsibility for their actions, but and and you just accepted them for where they are in their life. So that was pretty cool. You can allow them to be there that way with humor. And not take it personally, which would be detrimental to your peace and balance. Yes, absolutely. Because we all have our own journey. Mm -hmm. The state of overwhelm, the state of lack of balance, these happen because somewhere in us, in that moment, we believe that we are not at the right place at the right time. Mm -hmm. That we're supposed to be doing something else. But when we connect with that we are at the right place at the right time, that every moment in our life is a gift. Every moment in our life 
it's a teaching moment and it's it's a lesson for us to absorb we can absorb it in pain or we can absorb it in joy i could have looked mm. at these people and absorb it in pain yeah which is how you would have before you knew all of this i mean that's as a younger person you would have felt that way but since you have taken responsibility for yourself and your thoughts people don't affect you it's absolutely in the past <laughs> i can laugh because i would have walked in that person's face and say what's wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and that's where we all want to get to the place where we can accept people for the way they are and not let them affect us that goes for our kids our husbands our boyfriends our co-workers everything is is that what basically you are trying to help people yes. with yes you said it you said it beautifully it is what i help people achieve i help I people come home to themselves accept mm. who they are love themselves and have a deep relationship with ourselves when we get triggered when we absorb the pain in the past like i said what was wrong with the person now if someone triggers me i ask myself who does this remind me of? Then it's not about the person anymore. It's about me. Then I go inside and I solve it. Let's take an example. For ex like, let's say you're making a beautiful dinner and uh, your partner comes home and he's tired and he doesn't really notice it and he sits down, eats, he's grumpy, you know, and you feel wounded. Mm -hmm. So in the past, I would have looked at my partner and said, what's wrong with you? Why can't you appreciate what I do for you? But is it really about that? It was about me, about me not appreciating me. I could have just sat there and enjoyed my dinner and understand that he's having a bad moment, that it has nothing to do with me. We cannot control other people's reactions, other people's perceptions, either other people's understanding. All we can do is control ourselves. Mm. And that's what emotional intelligence is about, understanding our feelings and emotions and managing them. And you are helping people, no matter their age, to mature into the person that they're supposed to be. You know, because often, even when we're in our 60s, 70s, 80s, we're still stuck in childhood. That's where you are excelling and helping people to finally grow up. I love this. Thank you. It's beautiful, beautiful. You do have a tremendous blog, Please tell us how we can send our readers to um, our our readers, our listeners to uh, read your blog every day. Thank you. Um, I have no one does it alone. 
um, I have a tremendous team of people around me. And I have a mentor and I go sit my bum on his couch uh, in his office every week. And so I can declutter my own cobwebs and love myself deeper every day so I can help others like me. Uh, my website is called walkinginside.com because life is a journey within. And uh, on this website, Walking Inside, there is a section which is blog. And I blog almost uh, every day. I'm a storyteller. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't uh, uh, believe in teaching. I believe that we all have the tools to heal ourselves. And so what I do is I share moments from my life and, uh, and, and the lessons that I have learned. And it's where I am at in my journey at that point. Some people will read it and connect with it. Others will read it and say, ah, oh, that's not for me. And that's okay. I, I blog from everything, from kindness, compassion, pet peeves. Uh, I blog about people who have inspired me. Um, anything, anything goes. And it's wonderful. I tend to think that more people would identify with what you're saying than not and um you're you're hitting uh relationships at the very core essence and we have a lot to learn from you and you are fantastic i am so honored to have you on my show and you are truly a blessing to this world i can't thank you enough i really want to urge everybody listening that if you want to finally grow up and be that person that has the peace and the balance that you are seeking, go to Anne's website, and um, which is walkinginside.com. Thank you, Anne. You're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.